Well, good morning, and welcome to the 50th episode of this podcast. I'm so glad that you're with me on this journey, and I wanted to just take us right into the Bible today, Acts chapter 7, verse 17. And we're going to pick up the story. Remember, Stephen has been sharing this uh, defense of uh, the faith. He's been telling these leaders, these religious leaders, about all the things that they have missed by just looking past Jesus. They didn't appreciate Jesus's story, his testimony, his ministry. They didn't appreciate any of it. In fact, they killed him. Just like their ancestors didn't appreciate the promise to Abraham and the journey that it took for that promise to be fulfilled. Just like they didn't appreciate Joseph and that they killed him and sold him into slavery and didn't appreciate the way God rescued the Israelites through Joseph. And now he's going to go on to a third story that we're going to spend three days talking about, and that is Moses. The story of a, of a man who becomes uh, this deliverer of God's people. So we're going to jump in, and I feel like this section, this little first section about Moses is so important if you are a student, because I feel like this is a case, just like Moses, that you can probably relate to. It starts here in verse 17. As the time drew near when God would fulfill his promise to Abraham, the number of our people in Egypt greatly increased. So remember, the promise to Abraham was that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars. And they started in Egypt with 75 people being brought in by a friendly Pharaoh who was um, very well connected to one of their people, Joseph. And they said, hey, come on in. You can have Goshen, this best, amazing land over here. You can settle all your uh, farm animals. You can grow. And they greatly increased in number. And so over the years, they went from being 75 to thousands and thousands of people. And the Pharaoh of Egypt, the new Pharaoh, he gets upset. He gets, in fact, scared because there's so many Hebrews and they're not causing him any trouble, but he gets so scared that they're going to turn and revolt on him and take over uh, the land of Egypt that he says, I got an idea. Let's slow them down. Let's get rid of some of them. We'll put them in forced labor camps. We'll make them work. We'll make them build bricks and pyramids and all sorts of other stuff. And so they go and they force all these Egyptians, I mean, all these Hebrews, the Israelites into slavery. And so these Jews are out doing slave work, and he thinks that's going to kill him, but it doesn't. In fact, just as God's plan would be fulfilled in spite of the Pharaoh, they actually grow even more in number. And Pharaoh's next plan is, okay, I got it. We'll just kill all the babies. If we just keep killing the babies, that'll reduce their population. And so here it is, verse uh, 18. But then a new king came to the throne of Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph. This king exploited our people and oppressed them, forcing parents to abandon their newborn babies so they would die. Okay, so in this environment is when Moses is born. And he's just a Hebrew baby, but we know that God had a big plan for his life to help rescue the Israelite people and to help bring them back to the place where Abraham had been promised his inheritance would live. Okay, verse 21. When they had to abandon him, that's Moses' parents had to abandon him, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and raised him as her own son. Moses was taught all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was powerful in both speech and in action. And I know that you've never been dropped in a basket and left in the river for dead to see what would happen. I know that hasn't been your story. It hasn't been my story. But these parents just had to trust that God would provide. 
And maybe you're listening to me and you're a student and you can relate to the idea that you grew up in a household that that maybe was close to God. Maybe you knew about God. And yet as you walked through your journey, you were educated in the ways of the world and you became powerful and and wise in the ways of the world. And that pulled you further from God. Because one of the biggest things that I find that students struggle with, and adults struggle with it too, is having their feet in two different doors. Acting one way on a Sunday and acting completely different the rest of the week. Acting one way at school and differently at home. One way with church friends and one way with school friends. You're living two different lives. And Moses had to be living two different lives because he was a Hebrew, he was a Jew. He would have known that. He would have looked like a Jew. He would have somewhat acted like a Jew. And yet, he was adopted into a pagan house by the Egyptians and taught all of their wisdom, quote, wisdom, about their gods and their ways and their traditions, which were all very foreign to God. They did not follow the God that his ancestors followed. And Moses had to decide how he was going to live his life. And we have to decide how we are going to live our lives with one foot in two different doors. So today, I want to ask us to introspect and look, where do we have our foot in a different door? Like, where are we walking away from God? What of our lives is just separate from God? What of our our lives do we need to, quote, repent from and turn back to God? So let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, you are a patient God. You're a God who walks beside us, who's forgiving and loving. And God, as we stand in the in two different doors, God, that you would help us to turn and walk towards the door that's closer to you and to leave behind the things of our lives that are not of you. God, I pray that you would reveal those things and that we could be like Moses and really fulfill our purpose. God, we love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.